You are listening to the Slow Living Podcast, and I'm your host, Stephanie O'Day. What if I told you that you could truly have the life of your dreams, the life you've always wanted, one filled with abundance, joy, and a sense of purpose? It's absolutely possible, and I see it each and every day with my coaching clients. It all starts with learning how to slow down. You deserve to live the life you've always dreamt about. Let's get started. Hello, hello, Slow Down Society. Steph here, and this is episode number 72. Welcome. I am so happy and thrilled and just have joy in my heart that you are here and you are listening. And if you are here, let me know. (laughs) Email me, tag me on Instagram or Facebook, find me online, join the Slow Down Society Facebook group and let me know what is resonating with you and what is helping and what is useful. And if you have ideas and topics for more slowdowns, and if you have ideas for more episodes and different topics, let me know. I also would love to hear from you in a voicemail and we can leave your questions online at stephanieoday.com forward slash podcast. There's a little recorder button. I would love to hear your voice. Let me know what is working, what is not, what do you have questions for? Because if you have questions, chances are other people do. And the more we help and share uh, the slow living message, the more people we reach. And I really do think it will have a trickle down effect and the world will be calmer and more at peace and a little bit more introspective. We won't be so knee-jerky. And a lot of that just starts from you taking care of you and you deciding that you are important and you are going to take the time to take care of yourself. And that little bubble that then you create around yourself will expand as you interact with other humans throughout the day. And they think to themselves, huh, I want what she has. So there you go. Today we are in, let's see, what number are we in? Episode number 72. And I'm going to call this one deciphering data. Um, I've said it before and I will say it again. You, you as a human are not a spreadsheet. You have ups and downs and in-betweens, and all-arounds, and that is okay. That is part of the human experience. Some people say that being a human is 50-50. You'll have 50 good days and 50 bad days in a course of 100 days. I don't actually believe that. I believe that our emotions and our thoughts and our feelings come in waves, and sometimes it feels like they're all coming in all at the same time, and you've got high tide, and sometimes they're out and you've got low tide, but you will have probably throughout the course of the day, many, 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 many different emotions. And that is just fine. That is normal. And that's not something that we need to numb out or distract ourselves from. The calmest, most Zen people you know or, and, and you can use me as an example, uh, because I try to be Zen and I am not, 
uh, sometimes I am completely, completely hot-headed and I lose my cool and I get annoyed. And the only thing I can do is then try and reset and realize that this was just a blip. This was just something and, and it happened and I can pay attention that it happened and maybe I can make a little tick mark that I had this certain flare up or this, uh, kind of thought spiral that wasn't fun. Maybe I had a bout of anxiety for a day or two. So pay attention to it, but don't let that mean that you are wrong in some way or you're bad in some way or that you are are doing things in a way that you shouldn't be doing them. Nope. You're just humaning. And the slower you go, and the more you start to really pay attention and, and just think through your thoughts and your feelings and your emotions, which then will lead to your actions, the better and the calmer you will feel. So today we're going to talk about data and data tracking and whether or not you should and what my thoughts are on them and what data means And that's really what I want you to pay attention to. So I've been doing an awful lot of coaching um, lately, which my goodness, I just love it. (laughs) This is, uh, this is what I was meant to do. I, um, I love just listening just kind of deeply. And when I have someone on the phone or in person, I sort of imagine this just purple love heart encompassing the person because it doesn't matter what you're going through and what horrible feelings you're having. Just know you are not alone. I may talk to somebody in, I don't know, New Jersey, and then a few days later talk to someone in the outskirts of of Salt Lake City, and it's the exact same feeling. The circumstances may be slightly different, but but that feeling that you're doing something wrong, that you're not where you're supposed to be and you feel behind and you feel anxious and you feel floundery, it, it's the same feeling. If you're going through an intense feeling of grief and despair, know that there are other people in the world going through that at the exact same time. And that doesn't mean that you should look only for grief and despair. But it means that you can find comfort in knowing that someone has been there and done that and made it through to the other side. And kind of look at it as like, uh, you know, when you're engaged, it's so much fun to watch. Say yes to the grass. Say yes to the dress. I was going to say grass. I'm going to take another sip of coffee and wake up a little bit more. Okay. So like when you're, when you're engaged, it's super fun and exciting to watch say yes to the dress and the four wedding shows and all of the different things and, and read about other people's weddings and their budgets and, and, uh, disgruntled guests and, and drama at the dinner table. So that's super fun. But then a lot of times you have your wedding and you're now married and you're just not kind of interested 
in, in watching that kind of stuff again. This happens when you are pregnant or when you're trying to get pregnant. You start watching a lot of the baby story and reading people's birth stories online and you just can't get enough of it. You're hungry for as many stories as possible. Um, for, for me right now, uh, I love listening to people's early retirement stories. How, what was their budget? How did they do it? What do they do? What did, how did they fill their days? Gathering that information, that data in stories is fascinating to me and I love it. So please know that wherever you are, there is someone living one or two steps ahead of you and that's who you should look to. And that's who you should take advice from. Not someone who's like down in the ditch of misery with you. So uh, that saying, misery loves company. Yes, <laughs> you can find any sort of let's be miserable together group on Facebook or in some other chat room in the dark corners of the interwebs. But that doesn't mean that's what you should do. What you should do, well, I hate the word should, but you know what I mean. What the next best step to do is look for someone just a teeny bit forward than you are for advice and for comfort and for guidance. So how does this all come about when we're talking about data and data collecting and deciphering data? Well, again, because a lot of my coaching calls have been happening because we're in the beginning of the year and we're, we're still smack dab in the first quarter. If you're listening to my words, we're in the beginning of February. If you're listening to my words later in the year or in a different year, it's all the same because the calendar is going to continue to turn the pages. And so no matter when you're listening to this, this will apply to you. New year, new you. Many people start off with this huge idea that they are going to completely change their lives and up-level it. And they start tracking everything, every morsel of food they put in their mouth, every glass of water, every time they go to bed, every time they wake up, whether or not they went for a run, what their heartbeat and, and rate is in their Fitbit or their Apple Watch. And they're collecting tons and tons of data. This is also true if you are weighing yourself. Um, every time you step on the scale, if you're sucking in your breath and you're hoping for a certain number, you're attaching so much emotion to it that it no longer is just numbers. It's no longer just cold, <laughs> boring, faceless, lifeless, humanless, and feelingless and emotionless data. And that's what I want you to really pay attention to, of what emotion and what feeling you are attaching to these numbers and to these check marks and to these colored in boxes in your bullet journal. I don't want you to do anything. I just want you to collect and, and so one of, um, if you are a daily wearer or, a, uh, someone who steps on the scale a lot, um, a really good app and tool that I use is free and it's called happy scale and you step on it and you plug in the number and it will sort of 
smooth out your line graph and it has this running um, average of the data that's inputted into it. And weight especially, my goodness gracious, it goes up and down depending on how much water you've drinking, whether or not you've pooped that day, whether or not you've eaten a lot of salt, um, depending on where you are in your cycle. Women can go up a good seven to 10 pounds and that's normal. And it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean you failed in any way. This is the same when you're looking at your retirement accounts and the stock market had a good day or a bad day. There are days when you can be up thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. And then there are days when you can have plummeted. I know I was um, reading something and the guy was saying that uh, in the course of a month, he lost $1.2 million. But he didn't lose it. It's just in there. And you're just looking at the data. When you're getting closer and closer to retirement age, you start paying a little bit more attention. And maybe you start moving things into more stable accounts. But if we look at history and if we look at the past, the people who quote unquote lost money in the stock market in the 2008 to 2010 crash were the ones who pulled it out. If they just let it ride, they'd be so, so much better and higher now in 2023. So with this impending uh, recession and the doom and the gloom, depending on your age, run your numbers, figure it out, and see if you have the time and the grace to let things ride. And if you don't, talk to someone that you really, truly trust. Not me. I am not an expert. But you can find them, uh, find your find a financial advisor and, and look for one that um, has lots and lots of testimonials and reviews and is recommended locally, not uh, someone you just found on the internet. Um, and that goes back to <laughs> a few weeks, episodes uh, ago when we talked to Ryan Lee and uh, sniffing out scams. You don't want to hire someone like Bernie Madoff and... Uh, tells you what you want to hear and not what uh, is actually happening. So another thing that happens when you are collecting data is you start realizing, again, um, that just plugging it in and paying attention to it on a regular basis will always help the tide rise. So again, we're going to use your weight as an example. If you put this scale away and don't collect the data, you'll one, chances are your weight will start to creep up. And I'm just using weight as an example because many of my coaching clients this time of year are focused on it. If this isn't applicable to you, just shelve it and or apply it to something that is important and something that you're tracking in your life. When you ostrich data and you're not paying attention, that's when uh, quote-unquote disastrous effects might happen. And I don't want that to you. You do have to pay attention to your bank accounts. You do have to pay attention uh, to the, the number on the scale in this kind of weight fluctuation way. So um, there are lots of studies and lots of data out there 
that point out that people who do weigh themselves every day at the same time overall end up healthier and live longer because they are paying attention and they're not kind of ostriching and ignoring it. And for some of us, it can be very, very triggering. If you've got a history of eating disorders, um, maybe that's not the best for you. Maybe you're paying attention to your waist measurement and making sure that your visceral fat around your organs isn't getting too high. Maybe you've got a pair of jeans <laughs> that don't have a lot of stretch in them. Uh, and those are your honesty pants and you put them on and you uh, pay attention to how you look and whether or not you can button them easily and you can squat and you can uh, wiggle around and not have the waistband digging into your flesh. So you know, you know. Uh, I want to talk a little bit, because uh, this has come up before also on a coaching call, and um, I have had this experience of when I wear my Fitbit, um, I'm always, always well over 10,000 steps. Usually I'm, I'm creeping into 15,000 steps. But I have the thought, and I feel bummed if I go on a long walk and I forget to log, if I forget to wear my Fitbit, so it's not magically and, and automatically logging my steps, I feel bummed. And I know that it's not rational. And I know that I still did the walk. And, and since now, I kind of have tracked out my neighborhood walks. And so I know how many miles they are. I can uh, just decide you know what? It's fine. That was 6,000 steps. I'm going to go to work. I'm going to get probably another 4,000 steps at work. I'm going to come home. I'm going to put my Fitbit on and probably log another three or 4,000 steps before bed. So, so I know that about myself. I have enough data that when I skip a day or am forced to skip a day or accidentally skip a day, I don't beat myself up. It just is what it is, and I can make up for it. So think about in your own life where you feel as if you are making a mistake or you're doing something wrong if you're not constantly and sometimes even a little obsessively, a little manically, tracking, 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 tracking. And give yourself a little bit of grace and, and just collecting the numbers and doing the thing doesn't mean anything. It's just a collection point. Later, once you have a whole bunch of data, you can look back and realize, oh, okay, so what I'm doing right now isn't sustainable. I can't continue to eat this way. I can't continue to sleep this way if I'm going to meet my long-term goals. Or you can look at the data and find out that you really are on the right track and it'll be okay. And you can keep doing what you're doing and not beat yourself up and not feel like you have to push harder, harder, harder and kind of buy into hustle mentality that you are on the wrong track or that you need to get there faster. I'm all about being the tortoise, not the hare. Another thing that happens when you start just kind of 
collecting data is you can share it with other people and you can realize that the situations and the circumstances that are popping up in your life statistically happen to other people also and you are not alone. And especially with women, this pops up with miscarriages. This pops up with a funky mammogram and you can take that information, that data point, and, and turn it into this horrible thought spiral that I had a miscarriage. I'm never going to be able to have a baby. This is horrible. Um, there's something wrong with my body. I'm not doing this right. This should be easy. This is too hard. And, and when you get in that kind of sort of shamey cycle, it's hard to break out of. And so just collecting and then paying attention to the thoughts and then looking and reaching out to others who have been there, done that, will be insanely helpful. Back to the miscarriages. I now am 46 and I have met so many women. And when the subject of miscarriage comes up, I will tell you, I can't actually remember if I've ever met anyone now who hasn't had a miscarriage at some point in their life because it is so insanely common. Yet for some reason, we lock it into a vault and we don't really talk about it. And so if that has happened to you or to a loved one, just know you are most certainly not alone. Same with kind of a funny mammogram. Um, when you are in your mid-40s, leaning into your 50s, you start going in more often for mammograms. And if you get a funny one and you get called back in for a more detailed mammogram and for an ultrasound and maybe even for a needle biopsy, all of a sudden you can take that call from your doctor or that email or that letter to mean many, 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 many things. But really, all that doctor is doing is gathering more information, getting more data, finding out more. And, and again, if you're in a situation where you can talk to a group of women, many, 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 many people have had this kind of shadowy mammogram where they're called back in. And it hasn't meant anything. Yes, you can find where it has meant something. And, and again, if that's the case, then look for success stories. Look for people who are a step or two ahead of you for guidance and for reassurance and for camaraderie. Don't get stuck in this kind of um, funkity funk where you're looking for other people to pull into kind of your sea of misery and, and being bummed out together. So um, look Look for, for kind of the, the break in the horizon and the little bit of sunshine and, and go towards that and continue to have some hope, continue to look for the everyday miracles that we talked about a few episodes ago. Okay, I'm looking down on my notes. I want to make sure that I have covered everything I did. And, and really, I think I did. I've, I've been talking now <laughs> for a good 25 minutes. And so... All in all, pay attention in your life. Do 
the tracking. Don't ostrich it away, but don't make the numbers and the tracking mean anything about you. Also, if you skip a day or a week or a month or shelve it, that doesn't mean anything either. It doesn't mean you're bad. It doesn't mean you're wrong. It just means you've shelved it for a bit. But I would like you to go back and continue to collect and continue to strive just a teeny tiny bit to make the future you proud and and step into it and, and drink your water and do your steps and get a good night's sleep and do more right things because then you will rack up the data points of being proud of yourself and feeling joyous and bouncy and excited and energetic when you get out of bed in the morning. And that really feels so good. You're going to want to kind of just decipher that data and go back and realize, I feel so good right now. Whatever I'm doing, I'm doing it right. And I'm continuing, I'm going to continue to do it this way, not that other way, when I felt funkity funk most of the time. Okay, slow down, society. Take a deep breath and consider yourself loved and hugged. I would love to hear from you. Track me down online. Email me, steph at stephanieoday.com. If you want the journaling worksheet, it's at stephanieoday.com forward slash daily. If you're already on the list and you can't find the journaling worksheet, email me. I will send you a PDF copy. There is still time to join us in the Simple Shortcuts to Peace online course for a discounted price. If you're listening to this in February, the coupon code is Massive February. If you are now listening to me in March, the coupon code is Massive March. The normal everyday price is $550. It will go back up to that pricing in May. But if you are listening in the first part of the year, the coupon codes correspond to the month, and I'm happy to give you a discount, but the pricing will get back up to normal because I, I, literally, I just don't have enough time <laughs> to hop on a coaching call with all of the people. Okay, enjoy your day. Know you're loved and hugged. I'm proud of you, and I think you are absolutely wonderful. Do you have a slow living story to share? Leave me a voicemail at stephanieoday.com forward slash podcast with any questions, comments, feedback, or testimonials, and I will be sure to include it in an upcoming episode. Also, if you found value in this episode, please share it with your family and friends and subscribe through your favorite podcast provider. The more you share, comment, and leave positive reviews, the more people we can reach and share the slow living lifestyle and messaging. Thank you, Slow Down Society, and have an absolutely wonderful day.